Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we casually discuss the Animorphs one book at a time. I'm Casey. And I'm Alex. And we're going to talk you through the plot of each book. But more accurately, take you on tangent trips, factoid forays, and say, well, actually, as much as possible. Join us on the 1st and the 15th of each month, and we'll take you along on our mission. And we promise to have you back under the two-hour time limit. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army. Did we lose you? Nope. Okay. She's just ignoring us now. Oh, no. She's like, those, those fools. <laughs> Casey hates us now. No! You guys are just saying such good stuff. I feel like I'm listening to a podcast. It's great. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I'm glad we're interesting. Um, also, they have they have really they did really shaky command structure for the Yerks, like viscers yeah. and subviscers, and like uh, he got demoted then, right? Because he was subvisor like 30, twelve or thirteen, yeah. but then in the chronicles he's thirty two or thirty four. Yeah. yeah. So he got demoted for all of this somehow. Probably because they didn't fire on all four Andalites that he told them to. Literally, why didn't you do something? Yeah. But I did, demotion. You get, at least he didn't get starved out with Kendrona starvation because right. that's what happened to like 36 other people in this book. Yeah. He's like, I'm Visor 12 because Visor 15 was starved and five died. And so I just kept moving up the ranks automatically. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Guess if that's what you want to do. Um... Yeah, but here, the, okay, so this next part is really interesting because of what goes on with Dak mm-hmm. here. Um, so the whole thing with Eldrea happens, and Dak is basically trying to get her attention and say, like, you need to teach me about this new enemy. And um, she's like, I'm not going to tell you that, but I'm going to teach you how to kill them. And so that's very weird because, like, you should probably just tell them everything. Like, <laughs> well, uh, she probably should, but is she lawfully following Ciro's kindness? Because, like, up till no. this point, no, no, up till this point, yeah. she, what has she told him about Andalites? Not much. She's exactly. General so, science. like, lawfully, mm-hmm. she's following the law of Ciro's kindness. So, I she can't is. tell you about the Yerks because, like, even Axe was reluctant to tell him about the law of Ciro's kindness for, like, why yeah. he couldn't say things. So, I think that's a very Andalite moment. I'll tell you that's how to true. fight them because that's an immediate necessity and it's our fault. But you don't need to know what they are. <laughs> That's a good point, because I just read and, it as, like... And is she embarrassed? You know, like, yeah. my, my family just died, but the whole reason I'm here, the whole reason I know you is we're basically exiled from my society, and maybe she doesn't want Dak to think less of her. That, yeah, that could be. That makes sense. Because she, she's still a kid, too, so she's still playing, like, the popularity game, mm-hmm. you know, like... I don't want you to think I'm dumb, like, I'm obviously really accomplished, like, I have a plan, like, you want to appear very, like, and she's kind of losing it right now, too, like, she's lost her whole family, she's in exile, there's no help, the Yerks are here, like, all bad news, all bad news, so she falls back on rules, law, order, something simple, like, I'm not allowed to tell him, I'm not allowed to tell him, but we can still fight, like, 
rules action. I think yeah. I think that's where she's coming from. And it is a disservice to Dak, certainly, but I think it's very accurate culturally. Yeah, that could... See, I totally missed that when I was reading it. I just read it like she's just so focused on revenge that she couldn't... She's like, I'm not going to bother with all the other shit. I'm just going to tell you what you need to know to serve my purposes. Which I guess still is a very similar yes. kind of concept. <laughs> I just read it more locally more instead arrogant. of... Yeah, I read it more arrogant instead of the global overarching view, which is um, more interesting. <laughs> I, I also had a comment here for, like, chapter 13, after we just learned about the Council of 13. So is that a coincidence? And then... <laughs> Planned um, it. <laughs> and then, uh, um... This is our death of innocence for Dak. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Death of innocence right here, like in the fifth element, but less reading <laughs> and more explosions. Yeah. It, this, like, I love that it shifted to Dak's perspective because what could have happened is we could have read it from Aldrea and seen him hesitating and being too scared to take this action. And instead we read it from Dak, who's like, my people don't hurt people. Yeah, there, we had an accident one time. There was an old, feeble Horkbizer who got cut once and died from the injuries. Like, but we we don't hurt each other. Like, right? They don't. They don't have war. Yeah, like, it was like totally confusing foreign. to him. He totally was, foreign, which is just like mind blowing. Which will I'll reference that in my rant later. But I have another <laughs> quote on yes. uh, page seventy five. Um, I felt as though a tribe tree had fallen on me. I thought I had learned so much. I thought I was wise, but I knew nothing. Like, real death of innocence. Like Super, super death. You know? <laughs> yeah. He... Um, like, for, for all of their looking like they're built like weapons, they're, they're, not, they're not. They're agrarian and peaceful and, like... They have no idea. <laughs> that, that poor host of the the yerk um because like the method uh okay i'm just gonna read all of my notes here because um the method of attack after all this time and all of their advanced technology is so limited we have smoke bombs we have um drugs that can be aerosolized not in space battle but in melee you could attack the the brain and spare the host's life without uh, with minimal damage. Like so, mm-hmm. the Andalites. I'm talking about the Andalites here. Like yeah. when the Andalites fight the Yerks, not even on the Hork Bajar, but like they're out in space and stuff. Yeah. And the Yerks have taken a different species. I can't remember who they referenced. It's not the taxons the, yet. Um, it's somebody else. The Chicoga. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't write down the name. I should have. I didn't. But we're, <laughs> we're, they're still fighting them. Like I need to use my tail blade. I need to use these phasers. Mm-hmm. And they're not like, they're all attacking the hosts and not yeah. the Yerk. They're not like, oh, their Kandron rays are over here. You know, their base is over here mm-hmm. if we cut them off. Because, like you said before, they hadn't even made mobile pools yet. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, and didn't they, like, barricade the Yurk homeworld or something like that? Yeah, the There's, Andalites did. Yeah. So they, um, the council was trying to say, the Andalite council was trying to say to everybody that the Yurks on the homeworld were compliant. But Aldrea was like, well, yeah, the whole orbit surrounding them has all weapons trained on them. Like, yeah. they can't do anything. Like, uh, like Alderaan in Star Wars. <laughs> like, they have, like, a literal, like, barrier yeah. around, like, uh, letting people off. So that means... 
that that, that actually means the Yurks would have had to make a Condrona ray something or other. Otherwise, as soon That's, as they left um, the planet, they they would have died in three days unless they right. built it in three days. Well, that's what Ciro made oh. one for them, actually. They <sighs> mentioned that. They said Ciro was the one that... Because uh, in the first um, part where Aloran's yelling at him, he's saying, like, we could have, like, starved them out. We could have solved this problem already. But you even went ahead and gave them the ability to, like, survive out there. So you, right. like, you fucked us even more, basically. Right. Just their... The whole Andalite, like battle method of attack I think is poor because it's so focused on attacking the hosts and not the Yerks as a people not like preventing the parasites and 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 with all their technology yeah it's not a stretch but it's like it's like watching the British go into battle pre like you know they do guerrilla warfare and they're like you can't do that that's against the rules and right. so like instead we will just line up and face each other and shoot and it's yes, like yes in bright red uniforms exactly. and lines and you know <laughs> and we'll just keep going and when you die we'll send up another line it's like that's that's why Shaka Zulu yeah. won guys <laughs> <laughs> they need to read some Sun Tzu and like <laughs> like everyone else in this book they need to read Sun Tzu <laughs> right? they need they need some help they're like mm-hmm. um. And like this, this actually gets me on my. Oh no, I will wait. I'll wait because there's okay. a there's a better place to go on my rant. But remember that there could be other ways of fighting the Yerks. Okay, I will remember this. Um, but yes. Uh, so yeah, Dak is confused by everything. Um, he basically is just struggling within himself to like be like, wait, how do I hurt somebody? Like that's just not what we do. Um, and then finally, it's when Aldrea is fighting both of the Horkajur controllers, and she goes, like, down to one knee because she kind of trips on something. And he realizes that Eldre is about to die if he doesn't do something, so he slashes one of the other Horkajur across the back, gets him right in the spine, the Horkajur is paralyzed, the other one takes off running. Um, I don't think we find out which one is which yet, so I'll save that. <laughs> yes. uh, that. That is where I said that poor host. Because, again, we didn't, like, incapacitate, like, yeah. Dak had to kill the host. And that doesn't necessarily mean the Yurk even died. Yeah, they would have if the host had died immediately, but it's, like, it sounds like he was just there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, just struggling. So, that's really sad. Um, okay, so, Aldrea and Dak are running away from this scene, and uh, Dak is telling Aldrea that his people are doomed, and she doesn't see it that way. She's like, you were born a seer, you, you're you here to help your te- teach your people, you're going to teach them how to fight. And they kind of stop in the middle of running away to have this relatively long discussion about the implications <laughs> of this. <laughs> like, they're like, wait, hold up, let's talk. Um, and so Dak starts saying he wishes he was born to teach his people art and music and things that were beyond them, but but beautiful, instead of having to teach them how to fight and how to watch everyone die. And Aldrea keeps insisting, no, this is the path. You must teach them how to fight. They must fight the Yerks. And um, Dak tells her either way that his people are destroyed. Either they're destroyed by becoming slaves, or they're destroyed by becoming killers. I wrote that quote down, too. It's such a good quote. <laughs> so powerful. It is. And the, the complete inverse of this is Aldrea has no moral gray area right now she's like nope it's to kill you have to kill that's it you just have to kill that's the right thing to do so it's very like predatory of andalite society yeah i will throw back to that 
<laughs> oh, I'm just building up for this rant. Oh, I'm so ready for this. Um, their conversation is interrupted by Shredder Fire because they were running away before this whole thing happened. You know. You know. <laughs> and uh, the Yurks have caught up to them, and so they decide to run towards the deep, and uh, Aldrea says, we'll die there, and Dak goes, we'll die here. <laughs> so they keep going. Um... They keep running, and when they start seeing other Horkbizzer, they're yelling at them, run and hide, run and hide, and there's just Shredder fire everywhere. So some of the innocent Horkbizzer are being taken out, and, yeah. uh, it's... I have, I have a note that there are two speeds, panic speed and terror speed. <laughs> those are my two speeds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always running on one of those two. <laughs> oh, man. If I'm running, you should be worried, because I, I don't run. Right. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> That's also how I work. I either panic work or I terror work, depending on what's going on. So, I feel that deep down. Yeah, <laughs> shutter fire, panic, running. Right, right. Um, and they run to the deep, which was very Lord of the Rings of them. And uh, they are surrounded by this dense blue mist, which we've seen before but never been in. And it's very, very thick and, like, weirdly viscous and has its own like weird properties and also she keeps mentioning like we can breathe it so it must be fine but like i don't like what my scientific mind is coming up with for what this compound could be right which it was, it was a weird it like, never pays off yeah like they don't come back to this no at all no never but she mentions it like four times while they're walking through there but whatever she seems fine nothing happens um so yeah they're walking through this thing and suddenly they bump into a ged or they come across a Ged who is holding a shredder and he tries to fire it at them, but the dense fog was so thick that it bounced back and started to burn him alive. I said shredder backlash, more reason for smoke bombs. Like, we can use yeah. this right here. We yeah. can nerf their ability to fire at us. Why didn't right? we do this thing? And they could just take this blue mist, put it in little capsules. Yeah. Yeah, you want to fire at me? Sure. Boom. Uh, so yeah, so anyways, they, they are going through this mist now, the, the Ged is screaming behind them, burning alive, and then they run into a few more Ged and a Horkbizzer controller, and the Horkbizzer orders them not to fire unless they were within five feet of them, because otherwise the atmosphere will deflect it. Don't see how that's gonna help, it's still the same atmosphere, but whatever. Um, so one of them dodges left, one of them dodges right, they're trying to, like, get away, and, uh, one of the Horkbizzer catches up with Dak and holds the Draken beam to his head, and Dak is about to die when a giant three-fingered hand reaches down, closes over the top of the Horkbizzer controller, and just pulls him up into the mist. And then his gun goes clattering to the ground, and Dak just grabs it, like, all right. <laughs> um, and the hand Does reaches... Does anybody else think this was the Jubba Jubba monster? Yeah, it's definitely a Jubba Jubba <laughs> monster. That's my first thought. This has got to be Jubba Jubba. <laughs> like, I want that story more now. I just want it so bad. It's like... The ultimate story is the Jubba Jubba monster. I don't know why this isn't its own series. The Jubba Jubba Chronicle. That wouldn't sell. Just on title alone, that wouldn't sell. I'd read it, but there you go. Sell two copies to us. It sell, it should be a song. Ooh, like the, the Big Jubba Rock Jubba Candy song. Mountain kind of song by Jubba Jubba Monster. Jubba Jubba Fog Cave. The Big Rock Jubba Jubba Fog Cave. We have a chorus already. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Down in the Blue Valley. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Somebody who has a band, make this song for us. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, so the, the hand comes down to reach for Dak, and then it is cut off by Aldrea's tailblade. And this is the first time in the Horkbizer history that this monster has been defeated. Da da da! They leveled up, I guess. Right. <laughs> Uh, this continues with Dak and Aldrea walking through the mist, and eventually it starts to get lighter, and, um, Aldrea kind of tries to comfort Dak, saying, like, maybe his people fought, and Dak goes, no, 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 they were taken. They were all taken. Like, they do not know how to fight. It, it is not a It took me, like, a full five minutes to grok attacking yeah. someone. They were all taken. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am the smartest of my species. Yeah. I'm telling you. And it they took don't even, a lot. They didn't even conceive. <laughs> um, like, They're just, like... Okay, we'll die, I guess. Like, yeah, they can't. He's like, no, they were all taken. And then um, he starts kind of getting pissed at himself and Aldrea. But he's like, I could have saved them. Instead, I came with you. So she's, like, trying to give him hope. And then he tries to manipulate him a little bit by saying, like, well, we'll go back and, like, we'll get a ship and we'll go into space. You know how you love space. And he's like, you don't have to bribe <sighs> my loyalty. Exactly. Oh, my heart right here. Like, oh, I already chose you. You don't have to bribe yeah. my loyalty. Just, like, oh, twist the knife. It's sad, and it's also, like, Aldrea's, like, she said she would be embarrassed if she, like, kind of had any of that sort of emotion left. I'm like, no, no, you should be super embarrassed right now. Like, you should be horrified at yourself. But she's not. It's, like, the same thing as when he's, like, my people will destroy themselves either through being slaves or by being killers. And she's like, nope, they gotta kill. It's, like... Have some depth. Come on. Right? I have a note here about neon, not radiation. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's a radiation color. No, no. There's it's, a neon color. <laughs> there's a neon color. It's bright, maybe even phosphorescent, because we have a lot of, like, biology going on here, but it's not radioactive. You wouldn't see it. You just slowly die over time. Unless you yeah. have a good... Like, there's a, there's a really sweet... Um, uh, biological decay for radiation fields using mushrooms where like the mushrooms eat the radiation and turn it inert and i'm like you're a magic mushroom this is the most That's awesome amazing. thing ever and it's a biological cure to a radiological problem and i don't know why more people aren't impressed by this That's like really <laughs> fucking cool right like that is totally something like the orange should come up with like we have a radiation problem mushrooms <laughs> how do they not come up with right? that and especially because that's so much simpler than any other biological like form of like, yeah. yeah like they're they're literally like mushrooms are made to break things down they made a mushroom that can break down radiation how cool is that that's like so like, fucking let's cool. have mushroom farms i'm all pro millions <laughs> why is chernobyl not just a fund large this. mushroom farm? like go fund yeah. me the radiation <laughs> go, eating mushrooms go fund my mushrooms <laughs> like, i would pay into that though that's fucking amazing right uh, that was, like, a short blurb that I read, like, uh, so long ago in, like, a science news article, and no one was excited about this. I'm like, you don't understand. What? Why are we not excited about this That's so exciting. That's, like, <laughs> I got similarly excited about, um, the worms that eat plastic and can digest yes. plastic. Oh, have you seen the picture of the, uh, worm that they found in Antarctica? No. I'm gonna look this up while you're talking about okay. more things. I have a short note about uh, geothermal heating being like super beneficial to all the trees okay. because the core of the fucking planet is exposed. Like it should be really yeah. hot down there. Like they, she talks about it getting brighter, but I'm like, 
Yeah. You should it's die. It's really <laughs> hot right now. And like, also, we're volcano hot. Because, like, yeah. volcanoes are near the surface, and that's how long the fucking lava's had to cool. And I mean long as in distance. Yeah. Distance over time, really the lava's huge. had to cool before, like, and it's still warm. Like, areas around, like, active volcanoes still warm. If the core of the planet is exposed and it isn't, like, rapid cooling, mm -hmm. they have to have, like, a force field or something, oh, they, like... Yeah, there's you know, no Otherwise, option. like, they just, like, crispy fry themselves, like, which would be an easy attack for the Yerks. Just like, let's turn off the force field. Problem solved. Well, even <laughs> like, that, all they have to do in that area, since it's already fighting off heat, is just do something to heat it up a little more. And, like... Yeah. Anyway. And it, there also has to be a force field because of all the, like, noxious gases that would right? be coming out right? of Right, right. Uh, presumably, that's what the um, trees... Are for actually to yeah. convert the noxious well, gases they, into breathable gases, right. which doesn't make sense because that photosynthesis happens like higher Above up them. Yeah. rather than at the roots. Which like I really wish there was like more like we live in the roots of the tree because like they're so far down. Like they yeah. should be still connected to the trees at this point, but they're all like carved out in rocks and stuff like that. But like yeah. a tree that big, it's gonna have a huge root system. Like smaller right. trees have like really deep root systems. So like oh, yeah. you should have a more organic. Especially Huge. considering how, like, genetically, you know, influenced they are. Yeah. Like, it's very, like, it's very rocky and square and stoic, and it should be more, like, organic, moving around the, like, roots of the right. tree, like, a symbiotic relationship where, like, they magically grow fruit down here because we engineered them that way, you know? Oh, to grow from the roots instead of the top, yeah. and then it comes out <laughs> from the ceiling. Right, so we can That'd eat some, like, they never say what the orange fucking eat. Sorry, they, they don't, and they don't, <laughs> there's also that giant crystal structure in the middle that we... No, nothing, nothing about. It was there. <laughs> is, is this the, the like, you know, power? Like, is it a crystal power system? Is, it is a that crystal, what's, like, like, feeding the fresh air down? Right. Like, I, like, some, yes, yeah, So many things happening. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so they are going into this new world that we just described, kind of in depth, actually. <laughs> so We're there they are. Efficient. We are super efficient. Um, and then we cut back to Esplin and find out that he, his host body is left paralyzed on the ground all day, basically. Um, they finally find him and drag him aboard the ship where they put him back into the pool with no host and interrogate him. And all of his answers to these questions, like, what happened? Where did Carger go? Where did, like, well, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So super great. And then their interrogation is so good that he actually finds out more information from the interrogation than they find out from him. So he found out that, like, seven other people had died in the mist, and they assumed the Andalite had died too. And Asplin's immediately like, nope, if you didn't find the body, she's not dead. She's definitely not dead. Like, Batman. He fell off yeah. a cliff. That doesn't mean he died. It happened not, off screen. Yep. It doesn't count. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So he's like, nope, not dead. Not dead. And so then, uh, eventually, he is given a new host oh. a few days later. I, I yes. wanted to note about that because, like, we reinforce Epson's ambition here. Mm -hmm. Like, because he's using all this information to further himself with, like, yes. like very conniving and, like, character building way more than we normally get from him. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Curse you. Bold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, he's just so much more well-developed in here. Just odd. Anyway, um... My question was, like, because he's talking about the council, who, mm -hmm. like, still way outrank him in this. What hosts do the council have? Well, I don't know now, but just to bring up a gripe I have with the rest of the series, because now, I mean, who knows? 
But why is one of the council a Taxon? Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Right? The Council of Thirteen was established before this. If it hadn't been, I would say they had a Council of Thirteen member from each of the species that they had conquered. Right. But it was established that they had a Council of Thirteen before they even left the planet. Yeah. Which, like... Makes no sense. No sense. It's a really odd ruling group. How did that even come about? Mm-hmm. But the, at this point, like, they've basically just got to... They, they're all gets. I mean, maybe one or two other ones, but he... This, if they even have hosts, like I said before. True, they might just be floating around plugged yeah, into their weird computers. <laughs> yeah, why would anyone listen to them? It's like, oh, I can kill you. Dead. Yeah, like, splat. You're so done. So weird. Yeah, and like, he got the first Horkbizer, so we know that maybe now there's a Horkbizer on it, but there wasn't certainly very recently before, and the host they kept trying to take over didn't go over, because one of them had that weird brain-sent-everywhere kind of neuron system Oh, yeah, on. yeah, that they couldn't, you know... Yeah, they couldn't use. So... It, and the... That, that's, was that the information that the Arn used, or they just made their ears smaller? The Yeah, the Arn, um, when they found out how they were infested, the Arn shrunk a blood vessel in their brain so that if it tried to go in through the ear, that would explode and they'd just die. Which is a shitty solution to this problem. <laughs> but, whatever. They could have made a Chinese finger trap where they could go in and never escape. Oh my god. Because then the host could still live. It would be super traumatic still, but the host would still live. I mean, what they could probably just do a super compressed one in their ear. So, like, when the thing... They keep them in there. It's very small, unnoticeable. As soon as they start going in... They have the ability to just start, like, pulling out the trap and, like, oh, got him, like, here. Right? Like, there could be so much more genetic stuff that they could have done. And let's talk about how fast that they genetically upgraded their entire species. How? Like, do they just have, like, this communist line of, here's your genetic upgrade for this week. (laughs) They just get a shot. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Thanks. And, like, (laughs) there's, there's no, like societal like politicking like oh the nobles got it first you know like poor slums can still be taken over by the yurks we don't know and then there's like like nothing everybody like blanket you know like what was their qa system here like what are the long-term effects of shrinking a vessel in your brain everybody agreed all at the same time there were no dissenters who were like i don't want my ear shrunk yeah or to explode if, like, I'm captured. Right, maybe I'd rather be infested and have a chance right? to Cause, live. Like, yeah, because there, there's uh, uh, people in our own society, which baffles my mind, who are willing controllers. Yeah. You know? Like, there yeah. were zero Arn will- willing controllers. Zero. Like, I get it for the Andalites. Like, you know, societally, right. I get it. But, like, I don't get the Arn. I don't get the Arn at all. And... I don't, like, we don't even know they're what like their bugs. society is. Yeah, they're, like, aren't they, like, bugs? I imagine yeah, they're like being, like, bugs. feathery bug things yeah. that so are... Yeah, so, like, if, if they're more bug-like, do they have, like, a queen? And I mean that in, like, the insect, like, yeah. you know, we all serve the queen kind of a well, thing. Well, I was even going to say monarchy, who said you are all going to get your ears shrunk or your, yeah. your blood vessels shrunk. Or or even even more than that, like, a lack of will. Like, because we, oh, we yeah, talk like about in, uh, like, the, the termite book or the mm-hmm. ant book, like, we, we all serve the queen. We're drones. Like, there's no, you know even want to disobey the orders is is very difficult yeah but, like the one arm we meet is a not a queen and b seems to have their own personality yeah. and wants and stuff like that which is not bug like so like complex wants yeah and mm-hmm. they're so like a 
species with that many complex wants and there's no dissenters and all of them were upgraded at the same time like are you are you like <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> it's all very weird <laughs> yeah i have so many problems with the arn where i'm like there's just not enough information or time to even like be mad at them because it's like this is just stupid there's enough time to be mad at well there is enough time but the information is lacking yes. and i would like to know a lot more um but yeah, so uh, they're in the underground structure. They... There's the Indiana Jones portion of our adventure. <laughs> Where they walk across the scary bridge, <laughs> which then uh, Aloran's doing archaeology. Thing. Yeah, they're doing something down there. Uh, and then they decide they're going to rest for a bit, which is where we go to the D&D portion of our evening, where they're like, I need to take a short rest. So They don't put anybody on watch, but they didn't split the party, so we're doing good so far. <laughs> oh, man. I think they, no, they took watches. Eldrea took first watch. Okay, okay. okay. And then okay. Dax slept. And then Eldrea was, like, jealous of Dax, because when he was asleep, like, his blades were all facing out. She's like, somebody attacked him in his sleep. It wouldn't be a problem. you just get bladed. I'm like, oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> something to be weird about, I guess. Um, and then he takes the second watch, but that ends up waking her up because that's when the cave starts to lighten up and he starts seeing all, like, the weird right. patchwork quilt bugs on the wall. Yeah. But at first, they're like, it was just the pattern on the wall, and then as it, like, grew out and grew out, he's like, and then there was wings, and then there's a, a head, and, like, it just kept, like, they're like, ah, oh, these are things! So, Yeah. Super bizarre. Super bizarre. And um, then they all, like, get up and, like, jump down to the floor and start, like, walking. And I thought it was going to be, they mentioned right before this giant crystal cavern up there, you would think they would all fly up like right. bats. The lights. Right. But no, instead they just all hop down to the ground and, like, walk away, ignoring them completely until, like, six right? angry ones up. You're right. What the fuck? And then, like, six angry Arn come storming at them, like, leave, this isn't your place. And they're like, what? And they're like, this isn't your place, go. And that was it, like, right. until Aldrea right. like, threatens them. <laughs> Ugh. Super weird. Um, I do I do want to point out that um, as much as Aldrea wants to be a warrior, she thinks like a scientist in this situation, analyzing all her surroundings, wanting to gather more information, and she isn't making assumptions. Yeah. She's not just like, oh, these are obviously, you know, no. She's just right. like... They have wings, and there's lots of colors, and they're moving. Like, it's all observations, no assumptions. Yes. Um, which is really interesting. Um, an issue for Aldrea, there's there's no grass down here. <laughs> there's nothing down here. <laughs> like, she's gonna get hungry. Um, there, there's no, no more incline... But hey, no yurks, so we might as well sleep here. That really was, they're like, <laughs> everything here sucks. But there's no yurks. Hey. So. Um, there's, uh, I had a comment about page 107, predator and prey mentality. Because, um, like, I'm not sure what the world of the Arn was like before the breakdown mm -hmm. but since they made everything else it doesn't seem like they had predators or prey which like yeah you know so they don't have that like fight or flight mentality that we might almost you know yeah you know so i think i think that um recognizing that colored my reactions to them in my second read through 
Like, they have no concept of, like, and and neither do the Hork-Bajar, for that matter. Right. The closest thing that they have to a predator is the Jubba-Jubba monster, but that never comes out from the deep to attack them or stalk them. Yeah. They just have to not go in that area, and then they're completely fine, which they don't question because of their... They don't have the capacity. Don't go there. Right. Okay. (laughs) Right. You know, but they also like the they they tend the trees. They're completely agrarian, so they have no natural predators, Mm -hmm. and they have no prey that they need to hunt or track down. Yeah. And the same for the Arn. So it's really like. Like, Dax, you know, I don't even know what fight is, you know, is a very true statement. And I think the Arn also not having that um, is significant. Like, because they have a very, they have a very personal violent reaction to the Yerks. Like, if the Yerks try to take me, my brain will explode not it's not right. even damaging yeah. to the yurks because they could have made like a system that the yurks just couldn't take over but it's yeah. very like violently attacking to themselves which is odd they could have changed the <clears throat> yurk biology to make it so they couldn't get into something's ear yeah and that never occurred to them <laughs> never like let's let's poison the entire yurk spawning pool yeah. let's Give them a genetic virus that decreases their ability to breed over time. So they literally have less yep. babies, therefore less yurks. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, because breeding should be, like, their first genetic, you know, like... Way to let, Let's give them it. a mutation that doesn't let them absorb the conondron rays that they want. Yeah. They are now allergic to conondron rays, but they need conondron rays. Yeah, so like, what's going to happen? <clears throat> yeah. That's. They're allergic to brain fluid. Like (laughs) (laughs) that would be the best one. It's like we're not destroying Um, your species, but also you can't take over anything anymore. That would solve. And like, okay, I'm just gonna go on my rant now. Okay. Like, there's like I'm gearing up for this. I was super upset (laughs) about like how they chose like not to attack, and like I have all these revelations now about them not having natural predators and Mm -hmm. prey. So they're obviously not thinking about these things, and like. I have all these rants about the Andalites. Like, tactically, they're not attacking the Yurks. They're attacking the hosts. They're attacking the ships. They're all, like, space battles. And they're not art of warring anything. And I was super upset about this, especially given that the Andalites aren't willing to help, you know, the Animorphs, or it'll, it'll take forever to get there. Mm-hmm. And um, I just came to the conclusion that, um, and you can take this as a positive or negative, that humans are way better at killing things than any other species in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. We have five kids who are fighting a guerrilla war against how many thousands of yurks in their bodies, and they're not losing. You know, yep. they're like, tactically speaking, five Andalites would have given up. You know, tactically speaking, five Arn made their brains explode. Like, they're yep. just not geared to attack things. So I'm so upset, so fucking angry later at the Arn where they um, have a, a bomb that targets the Hork Bajar and not the Yurk. You literally have a gas. You can make a brain targeting agent. There are chemicals, there are biological tracers that attack the brain specifically. We know this. Like, 
Um, and you can make all, you can genetically engineer your entire species in less than five days to make your ear canal explode if a yerk comes in, but you can't make the genetic tracers to only target the yerk inside the brain when pork bajar have this lovely lung system and lungs inhale gas that go directly to deliver oxygen to the brain and you mm -hmm. can't directly target the yerks to eliminate them in all the host bodies because you're not human, so you're terrible at killing things. We have serial killers that kill our own people. You just fail. Like, you, the Andalites think they're great warriors. They're just wrong. They're, they're we have so wrong. This history of war. Like, I don't know what the Andalites were fighting before they were fighting the Yerks because it looks like they have a military, but I bet they're losing because humans are just way better. We are space orcs, all right? Like... I agree with all of that. <laughs> like, there is a great, like, subreddit post on hum how humans are space orcs. Like, you can shoot us and we'll keep going. You know, humans, like, will, like, cut off their own limbs and bind it up and then come keep coming at you. Like, we have endurance. We can eat almost anything. Like, we survive in, like, plus or minus, like, 30 degrees Celsius weather just because wrapping up. We don't even have a reason to go to Antarctica, but we have people living there just because we can. Like, we look at mountains and say why there's this great and I, I make all these star trek references and i'm sorry <laughs> there's like uh there's this like exchange online between like the vulcan and the klingon uh like why did you let the humans join your federation and they're like we had two warp capacitors for a research project the humans asked for three strapped two of them together made a star explode that warped them into a different dimension made the star explode in that dimension to get back to ours after like solving a civil war and then use the third one that they hadn't done uh, like used in the first place to complete their original research project of extending the life of a star and they have broke so many laws of physics that we are writing like we have opened up an entirely new school to study it that's why we let them because like, if a Vulcan had done that they would have had one reactor and had the second one as a spare and the Klingons are like can we join too we want to fight people in a different dimension that sounds awesome oh, man. like we're just like like because it in in role-playing games and like um you know video games and online stuff like the human species is always like you know the default or you know not as strong as like the orc or dexterous as the elf or as hardy as like the yeah. dwarf or like what other like alien species that you have in sci-fi games and stuff like that I don't think we give ourselves enough credit <laughs> for being the alpha predator that we are. Like, in order, like, to hunt woolly mammoths, like, five of us wouldn't attack it with spears. We would chase it for a week. A week. We would starve it. We would prevent it from eating anything without sleep for a week before it was too weak to move and then stab it and feed our entire village. Oh, like, that's scary as shit. The Yerk should be afraid of us. They should be. And to add more to that point, what about just running whole herds of buffalo off cliffs because yeah. you wanted pelts? Or, like, it, even in the Animorphs universe itself, Axe was recently found out that humans fought wars against each other, and he was horrified. Baffled. Yeah, He was horrified. like, what the fuck? You're the same you thing. That? Why? Like, you, you're like, no xen like, we have xenophobia, but not, like, you know, the fear of our own species. And, like, you know, so I was, I, like, the first time I read through this, I was really upset at the R and, like, you don't know anything about warfare. We can do, like, chemical glass <laughs> and chlorine gas. And, you know, we can kind of hurt, hurt the host, 
or little, but like anything that knocks out the brain of the host will knock out the brain of the yerk. And then you just yep. need to shackle it for three days and it's fine. So you have a prison system. Like yeah. I have this whole battle plan fig- figured out. And the, what the fuck are the Andalites <laughs> doing? Just sitting on their tail stalks like, I don't know what to do except yep. shoot at them. Like, like. <laughs> <laughs> We're just really good at it. <laughs> like, and then, then I had like a whole month because I read, I read this book like way back in like September when you asked me yeah. to do this. So I was like, yeah, let's do this. I'll read the book and everything. And I was like, all psyched up about this rant and I just realized that humans are just like because like the first time I was reading through like they have to let you know the Yurks live because of the we wouldn't have a plot of the books and everything and no yeah humans are just actually better at killing things than both the Andalites and the Arn so like take that how you will we're just we have something that we're really good at and that doesn't occur to other species that's well like so this is like even more depressing, but I've seen in the news since it, this is very close to um, Christmas and New Year's, they were announcing that for the first time ever, New York went like a week without a murder. And it's like, that's not an accomplishment, guys! <laughs> like, <laughs> that shouldn't be an accomplishment. Shouldn't be an accomplishment. Like, 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 yeah, like, <laughs> I think I think we forget, like, we have, like, such, like, we'll go, like, swing the other direction and go Doctor Who now. Like, we have, we have such great capacity for each individual to be so great and contribute and make connections and be part of a society and like we just like we can also swing like the exact opposite direction and like um like our potential is like astounding like to go in either direction like because we can like We'll, we'll throw back again to the, the last podcast. Like, we could we can make Davids, you know? Just, like, oh, yeah. complete, like, because nobody said that wasn't a believable human. No, that like, it he was. Like, completely, completely, and that's believable. why it's so despicable, because we know, we know it's possible, and, like, that, mm-hmm. like, haunts us in the back of our mind <laughs> as a terror. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, a real, like you know, the the possible foils of human nature. Or we could have, you know, Jake in the middle where, like, I'm doing terrible things, I'm fully acknowledging of it, mm-hmm. but it's out of necessity. Or, you know, we can have Gandhi. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, like, like the full... Full swing, you know, like, we make art and war. And, <laughs> and sometimes both at the and, same time. Yes. Yeah, no, it's... Like, and, oh like, God. so I was, like, that was, that was my full rant. I was really upset with our alien species for just, like, oh, you have to let the Yurks go away when you could have destroyed them. But And, no, we're, we're just going to be, like, really prideful right here and be, like, a human would have figured this out better. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so tr- like that's and, just so true. And though. I can say that because I had that same thought as a kid. I like distinctly remember going, "Why are you targeting the Hork Bajar? <laughs> like, why would yeah. you genetically target the Hork Bajar and not the Yerk? Like, you know it's a parasite. You are a genetic specialist. Like, you have the biological knowledge for this." Why? <laughs> that, <laughs> see, that's man. I Yerk mean, virus. Don't even like attack the Yerks directly. 
give all of the Hork-Bajar a carrier virus. It doesn't attack the Hork-Bajar, but when something enters your brain, it, like, immediately eats yeah. the yerk. A yerk-targeted virus in a Hork-Bajar host. Like, you can genetically engineer that. It's probably against probably the Geneva Probably five days. <laughs> like, you don't well, have those. It, it's not, like, it wouldn't be, though, because, like, I'm the whole thing is it being. doesn't... I apologize no, to everyone no. for, like... Uh, making you think Joy is, like, a terrorist. Right? <laughs> like, no, I'm not thinking that at all, because, like, that's such a beautiful solution, because it's like, we are not hurting the hork we are not hurting the Yerks, but if you start to attack and try to take over, then it's impossible. Yeah. And, like, okay, yeah, it could be, like, let's cut off their breeding or whatever, but, like, I don't think that when you're trying to enslave somebody forcibly, that melting them in acid is the worst thing. Right, like, and it's only if they're trying to enslave you. You know, yeah. like, because you have to inoculate the hork bajar as a people, right. which presumably they have some method of doing because, you know, they're still, like, they mentioned that they can still manipulate the oh, hork bajar. Yeah. And I don't mean, like, psychologically or socially. Like, they probably could do <laughs> like, that too, but. Yeah, they yeah. probably could do that too, but they said it's a problem that they can't get rid yeah. of the seers, which means they're still tweaking them over time. Yeah. You know, which is, like, you know, a scary, you know, like, should you have the power of God over another species kind of sub, you know. Yeah. Like, Doc, Dak gets righteously indignant in here, and that was another, like, when I was in the moment reading that chapter, I was fully with him, you know, like, how dare you, you know, you shouldn't have that power. And yeah. then, like, when I got outside of his perspective and I could think of it a little bit more, like... They don't have, like, the Hork-Bajar don't have a religion or anything. So literally, you just met your creator, so you have some more knowledge. Like, it might suck now that you have free will. Like, don't mess with me anymore. Like, I'm yeah. fine, you know, whatever. Like, maybe ask me if we have, like, a plague that develops out of nowhere. Because, like, you can't control mm -hmm. all, you know, variables. Like then we can get some vaccines and, like, right. you know, deal with that. Right. But you could you could talk to us about that rather than playing God after you create us. But, like, actually meeting your creator, why would you be mad at someone for creating you? You don't actually have that bad of a life. And he says mm -hmm. they're a servant, but, you know, they're a servant in as far as the ecosystem goes. Which is... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so they're not, like, directly, like, you know, feed me grapes off of, like, right. a dais. It's or... like, go live your own <clears throat> life in yeah. your own area over there. <laughs> yeah, and you have everything you need to preserve our ecosystem, but it's your ecosystem, too. Right. So. It has to be almost like he was reacting more to the way the Arn said it, because the way they said it was, like, we don't want to be tree herders, so you idiots are over there, and he was more like, fuck. exactly. So it's, like, more of a reaction, I think, to the arrogance than that, but... Yeah, him as a person. Like, I can totally dislike yeah. him as a person, but I don't think there should have been as much anger for being created. Like, there are really... Yeah. Like, you weren't bred for war. You weren't bred to, like, die for us in battle. Like, you like to eat tree bark. <laughs> like, yeah. there are worse reasons to be created. There really... There's a ton worse reasons. <laughs> and, like... It, so this is going to be a really fucked up argument. Here's where we get to see how fucked up I am in the head. But it, they're a servant of the environment. Are we not all just that? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, we all have a part 
evolving in an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole. That's why I'm so surprised there isn't a predator prey chain for yeah. population control. So they would have had to genetically engineer <laughs> the asteroid was hunting them. Right, <laughs> the asteroid was the predator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, well, there weren't horfish anyway. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so, they they grew unchecked. You yeah. know. So like, there's but like in our own little like encompassed ecosystem there's reasons for our checks and balances and there is i would say a symbiotic relationship between most things even if like mm-hmm. narrow-minded we can't see it right away like right. in the beginning of the book we totally don't see a problem with the horkbajar eating bark and tending the trees like yeah. that's there's nothing you know like that's really weird that's like against nature or like that's not you know, it seemed very natural. They had yeah. a society, they had culture, like, the Arn, you know, unless they were, like, tweaking them every five minutes or something like that, was pretty laissez-faire with them after, like, like you're maintaining the trees, good job. Yeah. Keep you it know, up. We just, we just didn't want to talk to you, and yes, they did put checks on their intelligence. Yeah. Um... So I think that was Which that failed. was the worst of their crimes. I think, yeah. you know, like they're specifically putting checks to stagnate their society, but they didn't prevent a society from developing at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like cows don't have a society, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. animal level, they don't have animal level intelligence. So if they're right. literally checking their intelligence, you don't need a society to tend trees. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you really don't. But interesting thing. Like, how would they... I guess they've decided that since they had to breed, they have to have some way to interact and communicate. They're like, well, we can let them have this or what. Like, I could just see how it would grow, but they really didn't do the worst thing ever. And it's... I don't know, it's hard in the series, too, because then we look at the chi who are in a similar scenario. We we never know if they could have negotiated something better, you know? The seer with the Arn, you know? Maybe that was originally why Dak was born. And instead the Yerks came in and fucked everything up. Yeah, like, but, so, like, the the Arn, I don't think, did a bad thing creating the Hork-Bajar to serve their purpose. Yeah. I think they did a bad thing stagnating the Hork-Bajar, but that is a thing that could have been overcome. Yeah. You know, especially with, like more counterculture andalites to kind of mediate because right you know on one half or the other other a neutral party um because arn their level of technology should have been spacefaring ish right but it wasn't they, right that was the whole thing they I'm like so they couldn't confused. get space travel going right we can we can genetically modify our entire planet and make trees and stuff like this and have like glowing crystals and not like die from yeah but you know Kepler's laws, man. I just can't can't escape that velocity. Like Yeah. It, and they got that's the other thing though. They got to space they got to the second moon yeah. where they had like a thousand of them in cryostasis or whatever until yeah. the asteroid hit and then they went back and repopulated. It's like what? And they had to have been like, able to sustain tech- themselves. Yeah, but with that level of technology like, they literally terraformed that canyon. It's not really terraforming, because that means Earth-like, so they aren't-a-formed. The, yeah, <laughs> they aren't yeah. They aren't a formed They, um... But they could have done that to another planet that yeah. wasn't, 
in threat of cracking open like an egg. The and whole middle even of it the being core open. of the planet stay warm when it's exposed like no, that. No, it would have. It right? definitely would have had to. Okay, have like so they like the crystal thing has to be a dual purpose, like gathering geothermic energy and redistributing that energy to like keep it in and power everything else. And That's the what entire, the crystal like, is. Like canyon <laughs> is a box of like filtration system that they run throughout the core of the yeah. We, yeah. we both spent too much and not enough time <laughs> with the iron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're just, they're fucked up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had a lot of problem with the iron. That was yeah. that was my rant. Humans are space orcs. There's a lot of fun subreddits about that. Go read them. I will, because <laughs> I agree with that wholeheartedly. That basically just covers, like, the next chapter where we talked about, like, them being in stasis and, like, the iron talk about you know, creating the Hork Bajur, and Dak is really upset by it. So, like, we really, that that was, what we covered was this next chapter. <laughs> we just got really into it. Um, yes. And then after that, we cut back to Esplin, which we, you know, after that, probably forgot he was even in this book anymore. Um, and he infiltrated the, the Hork Bajur, so he says. But that is a very strong word, because what he did was walk up to them and say, like, hey, I'm a Hork Bajur, and they're like, cool. And he's like, cool, um, is there, like, a really smart one and an Andalite? He's like, oh, you mean Eldrea and, and Dad? Yeah, yeah, sure, they're right over there. Like, no, not a big deal. Like, he didn't infiltrate shit. Super spy. Super, Super spy. spy. He was, like, playing up his whole chapter, like, I'm really smart, I did this thing. It's like, dude, you walked up and asked them where they were, and they gave it up immediately. <laughs> like, Black, uh, you have nothing on Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally for chapter two, I have three notes. The spy... The hollow tree, sad yes, face. Yes, the hollow tree. And uh, sinister host plans. <laughs> and this is a chapter we mentioned she's beautiful, too. Yes. Um, yeah, so the part we missed there was they cut down the giant music tree and filled it with sludge to make it a yerk pool. Um, and then Esplan was worried about nothing, so we were simple. Um, until, until the monsters emerged from the deep in a formation, and at the peak of their formation were Aldrea and Dak. <laughs> yes. And that's when Esplin gazed upon her and was like, this is my beautiful Andalite child. <laughs> and he was like, I will infest you one day. <clears throat> one day. Which is, like, really weird to be somewhat sympathetic to that cause. <laughs> and then seeing this, and you're like, oh yeah, why did I like that douchebag right? again? Right? Like, the, the switch, like, I... is so... Yep. Yep. Hair trigger. Hair trigger, like going back and forth, like just. I'll like go back to the first chapter. Like, how do you sympathize with the parasite? This is how. Yeah. Like, and even like a little bit in the back, I, I want to say in the back of my mind in these chapters, I'm like, you're a yerk. You're a yerk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, totally get your ambition. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're a yerk. <laughs> like. Yeah, and then you see like what he's up against, and like everybody mocking him, and you're like, ah. Oh, come on, why didn't you listen to him? He was right, and then you're like, oh, if they had to listen to him, Aldrea would be dead. This yeah. book would be over. Like, yeah. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, Aldrea and Dak, what they did was um, they basically led all of the monsters from the deep into battle. Dak was the one that actually figured this out in the Arn chapter because um, they were talking back and forth about, like, taking advantage of people and owning and blah, blah, blah. And Dak was the one that, when they said, we don't have any um, weapons, we just created this ear thing so it explodes if they try to infest us. He goes, well, you have all the monsters from the deep. Let's use them. And they're like, 
oh shit. Even Andrea was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> everybody was like, damn, this is a great plan. You're so, so smart. Yeah, exactly. So they've been missing for a few days, and then the next time everybody sees them, they're coming into battle with these giant, twisted, misshapen monsters. They're like, look, gazing upon these monsters is a crime against any creators. And we get, we get a short point of view from Aldrea, right? And she has some mm-hmm. sharp bitterness, like, in her chapters. Just like, she's really committed Yes. Yeah. yeah, she is. And um, she's super committed to this. And this is also when uh, she and Dak have the biggest points of contention in the book against each other because um, they're both running into this battle and they're passing the other Horkbizer. And Aldrea is saying, like, tell them to follow you. Tell them, to, like, you know, you're their seer. Tell them to do as you do. And and he's kind of like, all right, guys, like, follow me, but, like, reluctant. And she just becomes this, like, do as he does, do as he does. And, like, repeating this message. And so all the hork are chanting it. And he's like, you've really learned how to manipulate my people. Like, great. Right. Good for you. Right. Good for fucking you. Like, you know. And then he turns to her and he says, like, she's talking about leading him into battle and, like, you know, how, what it's going to be like. And he goes, have you ever fought a battle? She's like, no. He's like... You're ready to kill your own people. She's like, no, of, of course not. Of course I've never had to kill my people. And he goes, at the end of today, I will have killed my own people, and there will be hork everywhere, and it's not going to matter if they're host or not. Like, there's just going to yeah. be a ton of death. And like she's... Yeah. She's just unsympathetic just in this moment. She's unsympathetic. just... She doesn't get it. No, she doesn't. And he just eventually tells her to shut up, which right. was... Great. <laughs> and I, w- I wonder if this is like a big she's so angry right now it can't be a learning moment for her but if she like like, it's a distinct moment like it's something that she remembers this is before like she said I've never been in a battle before so this is before all of their guerrilla warfare starts and I wonder if she thinks back to this moment you know because it's it's kind of like the the disconnect of like um we have to fight, you know, like, we're a kid, we've never been in a battle, mm-hmm. all of the adrenaline, you know, rush of survival in battle, and then the reflection after. Yeah. You know, so I wonder if she ever reflects on this after. I think she would have to. I mean... I mean, I hope she does. Because like, I... Like, as a, as a moral character, right. I, I hope, hope she does. I think... Well, th- so here's what I think she has to, because... This, for me, was a moment that their relationship changed. Because up until now, Dak is taking in everything Aldrea is saying. And he's like, you're teaching me. I'm learning from you. You're the one, blah, blah, blah. And this is the first moment where he goes, shut up. You don't know better than me. You're not a, exactly. not a student any longer. Exactly. And so that's, like, the moment where I think she starts reacting to him and the rest of the book as an actual equal. Instead of, you know, telling... Because right up until now, she's going, come on, like, drum your people up. You do this. You have to do this. You have to do as I say. And this is the moment where he goes, no. No. (laughs) So it's a big moment for multiple different tiered reasons. So I think that she has to. And I think she knows afterwards that, like, after the battle, I think she's... She had to have contemplated this and realized kind of what she's done. Although I don't think she fully realizes it until later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, 
So the free Horcruiser did end up joining the battle because of Eldrea's chant. Um, they are on the front line facing off against the Yerks, which are the Horcruiser host body Yerks. Um, Dak and Eldrea gave the simple command to the monsters using their head chip mind control doodads, and the command is simple. They just keep telling them to kill. So they rush forward and they're being shot by the Horcruiser controllers that have the Draken cannons and shit's just going pretty bad like monsters are being completely like torn up by these draken beams and uh that's when aldrea takes off because her mission in this battle is to get to a ship and to get a um message to the andalite fleet so they start going through they're fighting killing each other um dak committed the final atrocity at this moment when he gets up onto the top of the music tree and sees it filled with all of the yerks and all of the mess he starts fighting his fellow Horkbizur, and that is when all of his people follow. So that's another big moment. Yep. But uh, Aldrea cuts to her perspective. She runs to the first ship she could find. The guards had all rushed into battle, so she basically just waltzes into the ship with nobody stopping her. Um, she opens a communication to the Andalite homeworld and starts her message when suddenly a Horkbizur comes at her from the side, and he knocks her down and pins her, and she's yelling, like, fine, kill me. But the uh, Horkbizur said he didn't want to kill her. He wanted to infest her. So dun, dun, we can dun. take a guess at who this might be. <laughs> uh, so he tried to knock her out. But there was another trick that he knew nothing about. She starts to morph the Jubba Jubba monster. Which is the coolest fucking morph of all time. <laughs> so, and we don't even know the story. Of we don't time. even know anything about this monster other than he's got a giant three-fingered hand that picks shit up and eats it. Like, right? That's great. I love this I monster. I was picturing Jabba the Hutt. I think it has With to be more hand. mobile to be scary. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Just, like, sludges out of there slowly. Like, he'll be here next Jabba week. the Hutt sounds like the pinnacle of Yerk, you know... Like, one day we could be Jabba the Hutt, a giant, <laughs> giant with hands <laughs> and eyes. <laughs> like, that's what they hope to evolve into. <laughs> yeah. Like, in that intergalactic crime syndicate family. <laughs> <laughs> it seems accurate. I, I believe this is how the Yerks will evolve. I, Star Wars could have taken place in the yeah, same universe yeah, as Animorphs. <laughs> Just, like, many, many years later. I don't know what happened to Andalites, though. Anyway. I, they're... Yeah, they just yeah. eradicated them. They were like, we don't need this shit. <laughs> they, they did what I said, and they finally morphed everyone, so they're everywhere. Yes. The ultimate spy. Yes, the ultimate. And Andalites are everyone. Yes. They're the, never mind. <laughs> Anyways, um, before I continue down this thread, uh, so she morphs to the Jubba Jubba monster, and she picks up the hork controller, and she wants, the monster wants to kill it. But Aldrea has control of the morph, and this is her mistake. She pitied the Horkbizur, so she threw his unconscious body out of the ship and resumed her communications. And the Andalites are now aware that the Yerks have invaded the Horkbizur homeworld. Um, we cut to Dak, and he's fighting alongside of his people. He's committed terrible atrocities that day, and the monsters are mostly destroyed. I think there's like a few left milling about, I assume, but um, for the most part, they're dead. And he says that his people were making history by killing their own kind. And then uh, he sees a bugfighter rise up out of, in the middle of this battle, the bugfighter has no idea who to fire on because, of course, you know, there's no way to differentiate the controllers from the regular Horkbizur. And so then he hears Aldrea's thought speak command to get his people off of the tree. So he does. Then she fires on this tree and sends this torrent of sludge and yurks, like, just rolling downhill. 
And the hork that were controllers take off. They're like, fuck this shit, we're out. The hork that were free turn their sights onto these slugs and just start cutting them up, and I assume probably stomping them as well. And then Aldrea, she gets out of the ship and sees them, like, cutting up all of these yurks, and she's horrified at this, which is just, like, insane to me, but okay. She had so much bloodlust, and yet she couldn't kill that controller, and and she's disgusted by this. She has a lot of anger, but she doesn't actually have military training. And I'm not even going to say, like, military background, because obviously she doesn't have background experience. But I feel like, I hope, in Andalite society, you know, that's something that they talk about, you know, like, can you take a life, you know, like, what what happens in the moment of battle, like, your adrenaline thinking versus, you know, your normal, logical, like, thinking. Like, that's, like, that's why you spar, right? So that you have automatic actions. That's why you go to a target range as a police officer and you aim always for center mass it needs to be muscle memory so you don't think about it yeah you know that's like that's why we have psych evals for you know should be everyone (laughs) yeah should be everyone but like after shooting specifically like police officers are required to go see someone and talk about it and then all of the paperwork all of the paperwork for each bullet fired like all of that stuff but like, in a, in a militaristic society, I hope, like, even if it's a non-Andalite, again, like, I don't, I can't even tell if Andalites are predators or prey. Like, you know, because yeah. they have, you know, genetic markers of both types of species, and, like, again, going back mm-hmm. to humans, like, we look like prey, but we're in fact an alpha predator. Yeah, and <laughs> like, that's, like, the same thing that happened to them, because we, at the beginning of this book, um... Aldrea actually does talk to her mom about that and says uh, for one time she couldn't sleep for several days. And her mom goes, that's because we used to be prey. And that's, yeah. like, so mm-hmm. that's totally, like... You know, so, like, it may be, like, especially for Andalites, then, if they used mm-hmm. to be prey, like, their military training has to get over the initial flight response yeah. and, like, change it to fight. Yeah. You know, to be the first reaction. Because obviously they have good defenses. The tail blade, the, like, looking behind us, like, yeah. in both directions and running, presumably, right. because four legs and leaping, all, yeah. like, X. And it's <laughs> epic entrances. <laughs> entrances and exits, for that matter. <laughs> Jumping backwards across an entire swimming pool. You know. It's pretty epic. <laughs> NDD. Uh. <laughs> no big deal. Um, but... Like, so she doesn't have any of that training. So she's angry. She wants to fight, but she has none of that muscle memory hit first, ask questions later. None of that, like, battlefield, like, you know, awareness or, you know, like, recognizing the person next to you as an ally. Like, because the the Hork-Bajar that they're fighting with have no way of knowing who's a Yurk, except, like, they hit me first and... Like, that's the whole reason we have uniforms in war, right? <laughs> like, you know, obviously a bad guy. Obviously, like, red versus blue. Like, <laughs> like they, right. we don't have any of those distinguishing markings. So, like, let's let's make this battle even more sad. How many hork killed their friends because they didn't know if there were Yerks inside? Yeah. And you just nick somebody with your, like, blade by accident. Oh, right. obviously a Yerk. Cut him down. Like, we don't know. And, like, yeah, we, that, that's one of the terrifying things about the Yerks. Like, you don't know. 
Like, and the fact that they can play it so well. Like, there's very few times that the Yerks give away a tell. And most of the time it's when they see an Andalite. And they like, oh, they looked furious, you know? And that's how okay. we could tell. But, like, they almost let Jake go when he was infested. They almost fell for it. Yeah. And it was only because Cassie had the intuition and then Axe surprised him that they figured out, like, no, he's infested. Yeah. So, like... So, like, I, I kind of appreciate that she did hesitate. You know, it was a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, contrived, obviously. You know, yeah. Epson gets away to fight another day. Very Always. snively whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> like, he would tie them to railroad tracks as well. Right? Yeah. Um, but, like, at, at in the same vein, like, she does have all this anger, but she doesn't have the military experience nor mm-hmm. the military training to back it up she just right. has, has a lot of misplaced anger yeah and even the ones that do have the military training like Elfangor wasn't good at tail fighting through his entire training until he got into his first real battle and then he was able to kind of like go into his own mind and take himself out of it and that's when he became like known as a very scary tail fighter but like before that he still, like, all the time would overthink it and, like, yeah. get hit and, like, you know. So was... she, she's not battle-tested and, like, I like that that shows. Yeah. Because I feel like th- this is the battle that we get the most detail in. Like, mm-hmm. later it's like, they had a fight and, like, they ran away. <laughs> they, they sucked. Had a fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, but presumably in those battles, like, she gets less and less hesitant I would hope so. Because <laughs> like, otherwise, there's a reason their guerrilla fighting team had a 75% casualty rate. Right. Hope it wasn't her. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. We don't know, though. We don't know it could have been her. We just need some Sun Tzu. Like. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's, there's so much. Like, I never realized until this read-through taking notes how much Sun Tzu there is in these books. <laughs> and now I'm like, why is this everywhere? Well, uh, I, so, uh, a while back, it was probably, like, I'm not sure if it was in a Jake book or somebody referencing Jake, um, reading more military history, mm-hmm. and I wondered, kind of, if that was a nod, like, that Applegate made to herself, like, I read a bunch of battle shit, so that I would yes. know, like, yes. about <laughs> these things for the book, and maybe, like, not to, like, verbatim or, like, mirror battles, but, like, so she had that reference in the back of her mind mm-hmm. for like battlefield strategy versus guerrilla warfare like army versus you know ad hoc army like yeah you know the, the advantages of fighting like with mutants that like need a lot more battlefield room versus you know a phalanx or like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like we don't even talk yeah. about like the Horkbridge are, are weapons. They don't even think of making weapons. But that means they also yeah. don't think of making shields. None of them have armor. Right. Again, the Arn aren't using, like, chemical warfare or biological... Well, they do use biological warfare. Just really shitty. Yeah, they're like, just bad at it. <laughs> they're yeah. just really bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, because, ah, oh, that pisses me off so much that it's Torquebajar targeted because there's no saying that, like, the, the Yerks couldn't just crawl out after their host dies. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's. It's just brutal. <laughs> I, I don't even know if we, we, we commented on that in any of it. Like, if the host dies while the Yerk is in it, can the Yerk just crawl out as long as the head wasn't fractured? 
Uh, if the host has died already, the yerk dies with it. Okay. Because um, it's connected to the brain. But if the yerk was on the way out while, like, if it starts abandoning the host while it's dying, it can get out before the host dies. It's an interesting distinction. Yeah, it's, we've seen it, um, very rarely, but a couple times yeah. we have seen it. I, I know and we, I, I know we have seen weird. it. It's just, it's just interesting to me that, like... Let's say somebody gets cut in half. Obviously, mm-hmm. that is a mortal wound, yeah. you know, but yeah. it didn't hit the brain at all, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I would totally see the yerk being, like, shocked or stunned or, like, overwhelmed with, right. like, pain stuff. But could a yerk then withdraw and exit out the ear? You know? I think it depends on the yerk. Like, like may- maybe they could make, you know, basically a will save and then escape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I just, I just... Biologically, the yerks don't make sense to me because, like, they they go through all of the brain. So I guess it makes sense then if they're like too interwoven with the host body. When the host dies, they die. Yeah. And that would make sense if they're recoalescing. Why a blow to the host doesn't kill something that's recoalesced. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, they don't make sense. So no, they, don't. <laughs> they also, I don't know why they would develop a thing to numb the ear canal of whatever they're calling into to begin like there's a whole bunch about them that you know why ginger maple oatmeal yeah. why ginger <laughs> instant <laughs> ginger <laughs> maple oatmeal <laughs> <laughs> like, like that. I, yeah I don't know <laughs> we read all of these war stories maybe a couple biology lessons okay no. yeah okay but she's on. reading the war books now <laughs> that is the important thing to take That's away totally important <laughs> yes Okay. Oh, jeez. Um, um, yeah. I did have a note, I think. Are we on chapter 26 by now? Good question. I would have to count. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a note. It's in a DAC perspective, so we'll, we'll say it, it fits in here. Okay. Um, I personally am glad that DAC is feeling the weight of command mm-hmm. um, because it means that they're not the monsters that they're fighting. Yeah, yeah, this, actually, that was perfect timing, because this is right where we cut to the seven months later, where the Hork-Bajur have, um, fought and won the small battles, and lost land, and resources, and different trees, and all sorts of things. There's really just this one stronghold left over of guerrilla fighters called the Hork-Bajur army. Um, and they, they are spread out a little bit, because they mention that they have some, like, at other camps, but for the most part, there's, like, I think at this point when we get there, there's, like, 200 of them left, and they started with, like, or there's 400 left, they started with 2,000 of them. Yeah. So they've taken insanely huge casualties, and the Yerks have basically taken over the planet. They started with 2,000, and there's 200. They're literally decimated. Yeah. But I think there was 400, which ruins the decimation. It was one of the, it was, I think it was... They start with 4,000 have 200. Because otherwise it was they start with 2,000 have 400. And that mathematically I think is not right. But anyways. They have I, a lot less. They have a it's lot not, less. It's not looking good for our heroes. It's not, not at all. Um, and then the Arn hated them basically. But they kept bringing weakened and injured Horkbajers to the Arn to heal. And that's kind of where we end up. Um, is we're like we cut to Dak and Aldrea, Dak and Aldrea with a Horkbajer talking to the Arn, and uh, that's that is actually when the Arn tells them that they did the whole ear thing so that they, their heads would explode if a Yerk tried to get in there, uh, and 
then uh, Aldrea says that's stupid because now the Yerks will just destroy you because they see no need for you, and if there's no need for you, then they just destroy you. So good luck with that. And then the Arn are like, we're mad, and kick them out. So they return to camp, and that is when someone points out that the stars are odd that night, and Aldrea looks up and she's like, space battle! And so our Andalite fleet is here. Um, the Andalites finally land, and they want to take Aldrea to the ship, and they tell they call Dak a, her pet and say he has to stay here. And Dak basically says, uh, no, you can bring your leaders to us, and turns around and walks away. And Aldrea went with him, which was a, a big nice deal. A nice show of solidarity. A nice show of solidarity. Uh, and then the next thing you know, the Jahar has landed, and Aloran steps out, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, he's basically like... Why'd you call me here? And um, he only wants to talk to Aldrea at this point. And so he can, keeps dismissing Dak and saying, like, okay, nice. Like, we know they're all idiots. Like, come on. This isn't funny anymore. And then Dak basically starts telling them how hopeless everything is. He's like, so they're mining for XYZ resources. They've taken over this forest on the left. They're building a ship that we call the Blade Ship. It's this big, and they have many more resources for other ships. They have a giant cannon, so what else would you like to know? And that's... He mentions at this point, saying like there's the, the 2,000 of them down to 400, and one of the other... Uh, or one of the Andalites there looks at me and goes, you've taken a 75% loss? And he was like... I didn't work out the math, but yeah. <laughs> so, it's great. Uh, and then there's York ships attacking the Jahar, and they have no time to talk anymore. It's great. Yep. Super great. Super great. Um, we cut to Esplin. He has been promoted now, and is controlling a ship, and he has some guys under him, and it's all great. And, uh... Oh, there was yes. a quote from, like, Dak's perspective. Yeah. Um, so I think Aldrea says that... And it starts, was that wise? They've come to help. Dak, no. They've come to kill Yerks, not to help. Yeah. And Aldrea then says same thing, right? Right after that. Right? And I think, you know, I think um, you said before, like, the, the student surpassing the master, like, the mm -hmm. first time he said no, and that Dak might actually be getting, like, maybe not smarter at this point, but definitely wiser, yeah, you know, for sure. than Aldrea right now. Like, he seems to be learning more from this war than she is. Um, like, because that, that distinction is important. Yeah, it is. Like, it so is. And I'm glad and he this called is, it out. Like, jumping out to the meta, like, this book just feels like terrible, terrible foreshadowing for when, if and when the Andalites arrive on Earth to help it's gonna, in three years. <laughs> I mean, every interaction we've had with the Andalites, and it's been few outside of Axe and Elfangor. Like, it, it, there's really not much. But every time they are called or come into the scene, they are just... A poor cavalry. Very bad. <laughs> and, like, when Axe is trying to tell them, like, you know, what happened... Axe is trying to say, like, hey, listen... I'm stranded on this planet. The Yurks are invading way larger scale than we ever thought. There's so many hosts here that this is going to be your downfall. And they're like, so you want to talk to your dad? Tell him your brother's dead? 
No, dude. I want to fucking tell you military intelligence. Just what a the kid. fuck? Just a kid. Yeah, they're like, does it matter? We only picked up the phone because your brother was El Fangor. Um, fuck you, dude. Right? <laughs> like, did you right? learn nothing? Oh, God. That makes me so mad. And then, like, uh, was it in a Chronicles book where, um, they went to a different planet where, uh, they had to get behind enemy lines and, um, like, set off these bombs, and each one of them was popping back in time. That, um, that was book 18, uh, Axe's last book. Yes. Yeah. So, I love Axe. Um, but, like, that, (laughs) that was, like, a powerful book, not only because, like, the, one of the Andalites turned out to be a traitor to the people, you know, uh, kind of a thing, but those Andalites were fairly sympathetic, and they did actually listen to Jake, you know? Yeah. Like, Jake's like, I'm a prince. You know, I was elected <laughs> by X. <laughs> like, All one of you voted for me. <laughs> right? You know, but I mean, he, he walked in there with authority, and like, the Andalites actually recognized it. Yeah. Not too dissimilar to Dak being like, this is the shit that's going down. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, um, so I think that's an interesting thing to see, like, such a prideful species be like oh like you you are acting with authority and i will automatically (laughs) almost fall in line you know yeah and that one too i think they had a lot of respect for them when they um banish them back to whatever room in the ship and then when everything's crashing and shit's going crazy they of course all start demorphing and they're like oh my god these genius children like it was like they're just, they thought they were so great, and it's like, right? oh yeah, they are, but... And I just think maybe that speaks to human adaptivity, mm-hmm. too. Like, you know, okay, we're here in this situation on an alien planet, and adapted, and let's do this. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. really really tooting the human horn today. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, sometimes we're pretty cool, guys. <laughs> sometimes we're really, really <laughs> shitty. Like, like, oh man. Yeah, it's, this is just funny. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I wanted to point out that, that interchange between the two of them, like the distinction yeah. between they're here to kill, Yurik's not to help. Yeah, and that was very intelligent of Dak to acknowledge as well. Wasn't that also where, um, she said... You didn't believe me because I'm a female and the daughter of Ciro, and we were mm-hmm. in, like, you know. Yeah, when they start, like, because Lauren is saying, um, right before these York ships show up, he said, like, no, we sent, like, two fighters in a transport ship. Like, what are you talking about? And, and they said, uh, a week, either a week before or a week after they got her transmission, they got intelligence that there was a York force gathering somewhere else in the galaxy. So they sent the entire military over there. And only sent a ship back to the Horkbizer homeworld to pick her up, basically. <coughs> and she was like, oh, okay, great. Because, as you said, I'm the daughter of Ciro and I'm a female. You don't listen to me. So, very nice. Assholes. Yeah, so it's it's bad. Um, yeah. And then we cut to Esplin, where this is a chapter where I not only got on his side, I was rooting for him. Which blew my fucking mind. Basically, what happens is he's promoted, he's controlling a ship, um, and he the Andalites that are near enough by to come try and help them are answering a distress call that Aloran put out. 
So, like, they're getting one-off fighters that are, like, dropping out of Z-Space around there. And some of them are even surrounding the planet in Z-Space and, like, dropping out fighting, going back into Z-Space. Um, so, Andalites are coming, but, like, no military presence. It's, like, you know, just, like, one-off kind of things. So, uh, some Andalites drop out of Z-Space and uh, Espelin goes to fight them. And he's, like... He has fought, like, or studied them so well that he's, like, watching the Andalite ships come at him. There's two of them, and he goes, what they're going to do is they're going to come directly at us, and they're going to drop below us and fire on us from below. And everybody's like, okay, whatever, like, blah, 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 big Andalite lover here. And so he literally, as they're coming at him, he waits, and then uh, he's watching other people fire on them. It's completely useless at this range. He drops his ship down, shoots one, and blows up the Andalite ship. And I'm kind of like... Yeah, yeah, you proved those guys <laughs> wrong. And then I'm like, oh, no. No, this is bad. <laughs> this is the wrong side. <laughs> this is the wrong side. I'm sure the moment. Wrong I'm sorry. <laughs> I just got swept up in this narrative. I'm sorry. Um, and yeah, then I he, have uh, Yerks uh, play Minecraft and then Space Invaders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, Basically what happens. Uh, and then he drops down into to, uh, atmosphere and takes him over a giant cannon and, like, blows off one side of the ship and the Andalite ship goes spinning and crashes. And I'm like, yeah, you won the battle. And I'm like, no, fuck, you won the battle. Like, I had such, this is bad. so many problems with <laughs> Behind this chapter. Behind enemy lines. <laughs> right. I kept cheering for him and then I was like, no, stop it. <laughs> and there are, uh, he's now sub-Visor 12. Right. And there are nine Vissers. At this point, yeah. At this point. Yeah. So he, I don't, he got demoted after this, I guess, before Chron right. Andalite Chronicles. ay 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 Um, yeah, and then we have, like, another, like, cut back and, like, we get, like, over the next few months kind of a thing. Uh, we find out that the Andalite and Horkbiger armies both get destroyed. Um, Andalite fighters are, you know, they're popping in out of space, like we said, and they're just trying to help. And over the months that this has been happening, the Andalite numbers have gone from 2,400, there we go, yep. and the Horkbizur army has shrunk to 12. Yes. Like, it's fucked up. Um, yes. And they are all mostly living with the Arn, including the Andalites. I, uh, have, a, I have a note for, yes. like, Dak and Aldrea for, like, I love you. No, you don't, but thanks for saying. <laughs> I like you, too. We can be best friends. Oh. Yeah. Like, oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I gotta keep going. There, I want to bring that back up, actually, in okay. a little bit. So I'm gonna keep going, but I'm gonna circle back to that for sure. Um, so they are living with the Arn, and one night when Dak is in his living quarters, wherever that is, underground, he notices that there's some Andalites, like, low-key guarding something. And he points it out to Aldrea. He's like, those guys, they just pretend they're talking, but then they leave, and two more are there talking forever. They are always there. So, uh, they're like, let's go investigate. So Dak and Aldrea go over, and, um, the guards basically insult Dak. They're like, oh, you're stupid, and dismisses him. And Dak and Aldrea, like, walk a little ways away, and Dak just loses his shit over how he and his people are being treated, which I, I think you had brought up earlier, like, he was like, just because we're stupid doesn't mean we're any less. And, Worthy. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the three races here are all using us as pawns in this big stupid game. Like, you know, the Yerks want to infest us. The Andalites want to, you know, fight with us. The Arn created us for their purposes. So, like, he just, like, loses everything he's been struggling with this book. He just kind of, like, dumps on Aldrea in this moment. And she, like, says one or two things throughout the conversation. But it, it's 
nothing of importance. It's basically just Dax saying, like, what the fuck to everybody, so. Like, finally venting. Finally venting <laughs> after <laughs> years <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. Over a year at least, so. Yep. Um, and then once he's done yelling, he and Aldrea just hug for a really long time. And then Aldrea says that she'll help him break into whatever the Andalites are guarding and promises that if it ever comes down to choosing between her people and him, she would choose him. And Dax's like, I don't believe her. Right, and that's where I have the, I love you. No, you yeah. don't. Exactly. Thanks for saying it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then there's such a, there's another good one later. Anyways, soon. I'll keep going. I'm so excited. So, um... <laughs> Aldrea goes to Aloran and says, what's in the room? And Aloran wouldn't answer, so she pleaded and even grabbed his hand and said, please tell me what's in the room. But she was, of course, just acquiring his DNA. She doesn't need him to tell her what's right. in the room. Like, right. <laughs> this is, like, the first spy thing that she's done. Yeah. I was actually, like, kind of impressed. Like, she's just like, I have this idea. It'll be fine. I'll play up, like, uh, my womanliness right? and his, like, dismissal of it. I'm and... just a poor little woman. I don't know nothing. <laughs> Even asking directly about it, too. And yeah. then, like, going off in a huff. Like, it's very, you know, did you take an acting class? Like... Just one. <laughs> like... Yeah. Like, man. Yeah, she did. And then also, but then, like, this was ruined for me because there was this very heavy-handed moment after where Dak confronts her because some other Horkbiger saw her going to Aloran, and he's like, you went there, didn't you? And she goes, oh yeah, I just went there and acquired him. And he was impressed with her, and she goes, it was just like this, see, and like grabs a Horkbiger and like acquires the Horkbiger. And it was like this heavy-handed moment of like, right, we all know what's going to happen. And also, you've been living among the Horkbiger for over a year. Why haven't you already made like a mixed morph of multiple of them? Right? Uh, I thought that was odd, too. Like, she only really used the the bird to get around with yeah. Dak and didn't want to go climbing with him, which I get. Flying is awesome. You know, all that yeah. good stuff. But it is odd. And she didn't even have, like, the very impassioned, like, Cassie, we can't acquire the whales without the whales' permission, like, self-battle. No. She's just like, this random person, I'm gonna be you. It's fine. She just acquired two <laughs> sentient species within an hour and was like, I'm gonna use both of them. Fuck it. Like, right? she doesn't give a shit. Questionable morals. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so she, like, did that weird heavy-handed thing. Um, and then they... They do the mission that she came no, up with. I have a problem basically. with this. Yeah. Because, like, she turns into a Lauren. Yeah. And she's like, only the balance is different. What? What? Like, you have a penis now. Like, no dick jokes. Deftly avoiding all of the dick she's, jokes. Like, Jake just had to apologize for his butt in the other book. Right? We cannot talk about right? dicks. Right. <laughs> like,. Uh, like, gendered animal, like, morphs are avoided so often. Like, I realized yeah. that in this moment. Like, they all say, like, we acquired dolphins. No one said it was a boy dolphin or a girl dolphin. Like, does Rachel have a male bear? Yeah, that she's to... the only one that's called right? out. She's like, I have a male elephant, a male bear, a male eagle. Yeah. And she's the only one that they're really, like... She has male morphs. Right, like, and that that's interesting to me. Like, if we can throw back all the way to the beginning of this, where can. I said, like, <laughs> Sue is the larger, like, yeah. you know, T-Rex. There are certain, you know, advantages or disadvantages to being a male or a female morph. Right. Like, like, let's just go with birds and plumage. Like, there's certain, like birds that are more, you know, camouflaged because, oh, yeah. like, they don't have the colorful plumage to attract the mate. Like, that's totally a thing. Um... 
you know, maybe not be yep. a male spider because they get eaten. Um, there's <laughs> like, multiple, uh, or they they acquired all of those, and it's certainly easier to acquire all of the the drones for insects, and we yeah. probably won't be going back to that. But none of them acquired a queen, and then it would be really weird because they what if they had a lot of babies? Like, yeah, it'd be really weird. And the, also, they <laughs> like Jake would have to be the queen because like. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, anyone else bossing them around? It would just be really bad. And uh. um, Yeah, so, like, they don't, they don't go into gendered morphs or anything like yeah. that. And, like, literally only the balance is different. Like, it's still a new body, you know? They did say the large tail blade, which could have been a very veiled dick reference. <laughs> <laughs> like, very <Maybe>. veiled. <laughs> But yeah, they're like birds. They're aerodynamic, you know. Andalites need to run faster, yeah. so it just it's just not there. Like, it's fine. It's, it's, fi- totally, it's all fine. Totally fine. Yeah. And I'm just like I don't know if I noticed that on my first read through. I'm like, oh yeah, it's not weird being like you know like <laughs> <laughs> like it would be so. But like weird. The, like even humans have all of, like even if we would just have the jokes, you know, like uh, there's plenty of like body swap things where guys are like ah. Oh, Mm-hmm. It's, I have them now. Great. I've always wanted these. Right. Like they're right here. How do you not always look down? Like stupid uh, stuff like that. They could have been like one one joke, something like, yeah. oh, I feel like I want to fight something. Like like extra testosterone. Like because right. like, there's a lot more, you know, differences than just there, my balance yeah. is weird. Yeah. <laughs> like there definitely is. And like you know, she would also be going from a teenager to a fully a grown, grown body. Like, yeah, like there's a lot of difference, right? Like just just a couple more sentences. I didn't want to, like, yeah. just no. Just she was mostly like, I got bigger and got a better tail, and I was a little like, less neatly glossed over. And but she does like immediately afterwards distract herself with her own rant of like, and women are even better at morphing. It's proven, but whatever, assholes, like. <laughs> Okay, like, weird feminist moment. I'm like, I support you, but, like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so, like, moving on to the actual mission. <laughs> I love the, like, page 177. Uh, fortunately, computers don't understand the concept of suspicious questions. <laughs> yeah. She goes what? for it with that computer. Computer, what, are, what is everyone working on? What's it do? <laughs> what? Who's it affect? Like, literally, she's like... Oh, man. Yeah, they break into this room, her pretending to be a Lauren, and just question the computer. And, like, this is the moment that we already knew about, but coming back to fruition here. <laughs> yes. Is a Lauren has ordered that they create a quantum virus that wipes out a single species and causes death within minutes, and he created this quantum virus to destroy the hork And not the Yerks. And not the Yerks. <laughs> and not the Yerks. Just the like, hork Literally, you have... Like, a genetic specialist that you could not only, like, target the Yerks on this planet, but maybe, like, get a claim and win the war off-planet? Yeah. I don't know. No? No. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. We just yeah. want to focus on the Horkvizier only. And they never, like, bring up this weapon ever again. I want to point that out as well. Like, Aloran survives, you yeah. know, and... He, he never uses this again, even though the Yurks still have hork shock troops. Yeah. So they don't even focus on that part of the army. No. I mean, uh, he did become disgraced right after it, though, right? I'm remembering that right? Uh, not immediately. Like, I think okay. he was still 
fighting. Did for a while. And even if he wasn't, like, some female could have been like, I can use this grenade that they developed. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I guess it is kind of Andalite to be like, he's disgraced. Any weapon that he developed during this war is obviously useless. It's inferior <laughs> to mine. I am not disgraced. Like, <laughs> I am not disgraced. Yeah, I could totally see an Andalite doing <laughs> like that. that. Okay, yep, humans are just way better. Yeah. <laughs> We're all like, hey, if it works. <laughs> like, okay, I will continue, because we are getting so close to the end now. Um, Aldrea orders the computer to put all of the virus created so far into a canister. She then turns against her own people, and she said, like, this is completely unacceptable. The Andalites do not do this. We do not destroy sentient species. I I am on the Hork-Bajur side now. And Dak was like, Oh, man, I didn't believe you when you said you were on my side. And she's like, no, I fucking lied to you. But, like, now I'm on your side. <laughs> and she straight up says that to his face. Like. Right? He's like, I love you. She's like, I'm on your side. And he's like, that's a lie. And when finally they have this moment where he's like, oh, you do love me. She's like, no, I fucking don't. I just, it's just, we can't do this. This is way worse. Like, oh, my God. This is, like, my early dating career at this point. <laughs> In this black moment. In this she black was my true friend. Yeah, no, dude. She's still <laughs> just thinking, like, for herself, but whatever. Anyways. Oh, and I have uh, this note, like, all she's done, and Aloran still does not name her. He doesn't refer to her by name, still. Oh, shit. Aloran still doesn't respect females. Right? Like, I, I threw that in there, because, like, I thought that was, like, a nice, subtle, and light dig yeah. at that moment. She has outsmarted you. She's acquired your morph. She's discovered your entire plan. She's been on the front lines fighting for how many months with you? Like, she's taken major losses, but she's been in those fights. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, for not sure. for one moment did I think she's like, oh, the Andalites are here now. I'm going to take, you know, the back seat. You know, I think she's out there, like, oh, in yeah. the fray. So, like, still, after everything, a Lawrence still does not name her. Such bullshit. Such bullshit. Lauren's such a dick. Why am I against him? I should be against the Yerks. Instead, I hate Lauren. <laughs> right? He's so much more sympathetic in, like, Axe's book where we meet him, and he's, like, very tortured. After he's broken and, like, and destroyed. Talk, talk to my family. Yeah. He doesn't mention his family once in this. No. You know? like, no. I mean, he brought the Jahar, which was his wife's <laughs> name, but that's, like, as far as it goes. Right? Like, you know, and he's even a little bit as sympathetic in, like, the Andalite Chronicles until he's like, let's explode all of them. But, like, given this. Yeah. Like, given this happened before then, like, go back and reread that. Like, Lauren's like, uh, I've seen this before. Yeah. And it was bad. It was, like, really bad, guys. Like, um, yep. no. Let's just stop this right. Yeah. No, this is. So. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do feel bad for Lauren, but, like, I do think, you know, he should have at least said her name. <laughs> like, you know, that's, that's all. That, it was so, so simple very, to do. Very Destiny's Just Child. So, <laughs> when no one is around. <laughs> uh, oh my god, okay, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> Otherwise I'm just gonna start singing Destiny's Child and we will never get out of here. Um... Oh my god. So they steal the virus. They go running out into the middle of everywhere. And their big plan is to throw this canister into the core of the planet. 
Um, but multiple things kind of happen at once. So Aloran is alerted that his lab was blown up and the people were like pulled out of the way and blah blah. So he's down there. He spots uh, Aldrea and Dak with the canister. He knows what it is almost immediately. But then there's bug fighters that come tearing through the cavern and start shooting at everything. So there's uh, the Arn that are dying, there's Andalites that are dying, the Andalites start shooting back, and, like, all this fucking chaos is happening. And then the fucking blade ship just comes cruising through there. Like, okay, I guess this is happening now. Um, but in all that chaos, Aloran keeps his focus on Aldrea and Dak, and he is going after them. In fact, he comes running across that crazy bridge that we talked about <laughs> earlier without looking, and Dak was like, wow, he's so brave. Like, they took a moment to stop and be like, He's super brave, if nothing else. I I really wish, like, uh, she had made, like, a balance comment. You know, like, I worry about his balance on his bridge or something. He's very ungainly. He's probably going to fall. Right. Right. It's not like me. I can walk across the bridge. I was him a few seconds ago. Like, I'm I'm much better at this bridge thing. Exactly. (laughs) I can handle his bridge. What's this dickhole doing? Oh, jeez. That would have been good. But instead, it's just, like, Dak being like, Yeah. Very, very nice. Very good bridge running. Very noble. Very noble bridge running you have going on. Um, and then that's when Dak goes, I have an idea. Let's jump. So they jump to the core of the planet, but land on the blade ship. Um, Eldrea and Dak are both very injured, but still alive. And then Dak asks if they can throw the canister into the core of the earth, but they're like, I don't know if we're still over there. And like the blade ship has now maneuvered out of the cavern, is over some forested area. I think they were unconscious for a little while, but it was kind of very yeah hard to tell. So, yeah. Anyway, so he's like, all right, one more jump. And so he hands the canister to Aldrea and, like, grabs her up below her belly. <laughs> and, like, like, a sheep, I guess. <laughs> and then jumps off the ship into the trees and, like, is able to kind of, like, grab and swing through the trees. This would have been a good moment for her to use her cork Yes, yes. Instead, it just continues on for a moment where, like, after swinging through the trees for a while, he's like, okay, can you, like, morph to your chadu morph? And then she's like, I have a better idea. And that's when she goes work for sure, which is great. Uh, And then... She says, if he dies, and she dies along with him, and then they share the hork version of a kiss. But it's cut short, because Esplin shows up. I said it was very Romeo and Juliet with uh, more space battles, and at least they had time to think about the death part. Yeah. (laughs) These poor kids. These crazy mixed-up kids. It's it's very Shakespearean. Like, we have the story inside of a story. We have the Romeo and Juliet themes going on. Like it's their internal yes. need to be together despite their battles of their families. Yes. And, yeah. They also like did a mention that an Andalite kiss is stroking face with palms. Yes. Okay. They were cut off. Okay. By... They were cut off by Esplin, who has shown up with guards. He's taking them as his prisoners, which is fun. Um. So he has his little ship there. He can't fit all of his guards and his two prisoners now into the ship, so he decides that they're going to get into his little bug fighter. They all do. His guards have guns trained on Dak and Andrea, who is still morphed as a hork right now because she is, you know, solidarity man. And uh, they're going to rendezvous with the, with the blade ship, but they can't because the blade ship apparently went back into the caverns again. Who can tell? 
The ship just is fucking around doing whatever it wants. So um, then he starts to try and interrogate Eldrea, and she refuses to demorph. And this is how Esplin learns of the time limit. And he says something like, you can't stay in that body forever. And she's like, yes, I can. And in an hour and a half, I'm going to have to. And he's like, there's a limit to these morphs. And she's like, yep, pretty much. So uh, he's like, cool, that's great. And he's like, wait, I have a brilliant idea. I'll just infest her right now and force her to demorph. So he holds his head next to her, Hork Bajur head, and he starts crawling from his host into Eldrea, and he can just, like, feel, like, almost at his, as his fingertips, for lack of a better <laughs> word. He can, like, feel, at the end of his little <laughs> nose nodules, he's like, sh- I can feel the intelligence, and I can start to see some of the memory, like, he can, he's starting to connect with her, but as he gets more into her head than his host head's, he starts to realize the depth of his mistake because his host body is now uncontrolled and it just goes buck wild and starts taking out the guards and like killing off whatever. And now Aldrea is free to move away from him as she wants. And then somebody pulls him out of Aldrea's ear. And the only thing he gets other than him now being blind and helpless is the one memory of Aldrea as an Andalite running freely across the plains of Andalite. So right. that was that was a poor plan. Was it was a very poor plan. Like it it was a very poor plan. <laughs> um so after the chaos of everything is kind of done, there is a freed Horkbizer standing there uh with a guard that is incapacitated in some way. And uh and then Dak says, Can you remove my shackles to uh Esplin's former host? And he's like, shackles? What is this word? But doesn't matter. Aldrea comes to soon enough and guns him off. It's great. They just leave Esplin crawling around on the floor. Nobody really does anything with him. And uh, they just have this moment where they're all like just exhausted. Like this is just all being too much for them. That so much shit has happened to them. They just don't want to fight anymore. And then the bug fighter starts spinning out of control and there's heat and an explosion and everything. They were hit by an Andalite fighter who saw the bug fighter and was like, fuck it, gotta shoot it down. So they go careening down towards the ground. They end up crashing. The side of the ship's torn open. Dak passes out when they hit the ground, but then he wakes up again and he sees Eldrea and he asks her if she's a hork and she goes, yes, forever. The time limit has passed. So that's super fun. She says she was looking for Esplin but didn't find him, and there's a small chance he made it into the river. And the speculation of where he might have gotten to is cut short by Dak going, but where's the canister? And Andrea's like, shit, I forgot! <laughs> so right, they, like, there's, there's a lot of, like, convenient moments yeah. in here. Like, conveniently, she didn't have to choose to be a hork bizarre. Yeah. Conveniently, nobody killed him when he was lying helpless on the floor. Conveniently, there was a stream nearby, and conveniently, they forgot about the canister. Yeah. Also, like, a yerk almost opened the box, like, when they first captured them. Right, yeah. And I was like, ah, curiosity did not kill the yerk. So close, though. (laughs) So close. So close to killing him. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, But yeah, so anyways, they're they're looking around, like, going, where's this canister? So the guard that uh, got free, or, or the host that got free he comes up to them he's like this canister basically but one end of it is open and as they're staring at him like they start backing away because they're slightly upwind of him and as they do that they see his face starting to like contort and bulge and like 
basically melt off and they start running because this is the virus the quantum virus is released yeah and i had like it was just so sad because god had known it was important yeah he did his best (laughs) it was just oh and it killed him yeah it's not great it's horrifying really um so they decide, like, all they can do is to try and find a valley or somewhere where the virus won't reach on the wind for some time, somewhere where they can hide out, and they can hope that some of them will survive. And their story ends with, all they have left is hope. As did the Andalite Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> Same message. Uh, and then we get the epilogue, which is um, pretty fun. The story fades. We're back to Jara's around the campfire with Tobias and the other hork who are all asleep, so they're like, oh, we've heard this one before. No biggie. Right? How do you sleep through that? How do you... What? I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's my exact reaction. How do you sleep through that? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, and then I just did, like, a pretty rapid-fire ending here. So we get, like, uh, Jara says that the... Um, the son of Aldrea and Dak was named Ciro. And they have this thing about, like, that's not a normal hork is your name. And Tobias is like, yeah, guess that, bro. <laughs> and uh, then uh, after uh, Ciro came Jara. So he is Ciro's son. And then Jara says that Toby is their daughter. And Tobias was like, great, sometimes it's hard for us to tell. And then he lets him know that Toby was named after Tobias. And Tobias is touched by this and says that's a strange name for a hork And Jara agrees and says, but Toby is different too. Then Tobias is like, okay, great. And he, like, packs up, starts to leave. He's, like, heading out of there. And he's like, wait a minute. By different, you mean? And he's like, that's right. Toby is a seer as well. And in that moment, Tobias is also filled with the joy and hope he had been looking for. And he flies off, keeping an eye on them for as long as he can. That's the end of the book. What did you both think of the Horkbizzard Chronicles? <laughs> I mean, this is one of my favorite. And I had a lot of different thoughts like rereading it the second Mm -hmm. time from when I originally read it in middle school (laughs) I remembered most of it though so like that was pretty cool you know like some of the nuances I did not remember uh so reflecting on that is pretty neat coming at it like like my then perspective as a child and my now perspective is it's weird Yeah, I totally, I totally remember being upset with the Arn targeting the hork as a child as well. I'm yeah. Like, no, it can target any species, and you picked that one? <laughs> Casey, what did you think? So, I guess the main impression that I got from this book is, like, how much respect I lost for the Andalites. You can't see, but we're nodding. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're nodding and like, yep, yeah. yep, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that, like, from the beginning, they're built up as, like, this super intelligent, great, amazing race. And then over time, we're kind of realizing, eh, they kind of suck. And, oh, my God, they're really racist and sexist. And, wow, they're horrible and elitist. And and uh, <laughs> it that, that makes me appreciate my baby boy Axe so much more because like obviously he has some of these traits like when, when we first meet him like he thinks he's you know kind of superior and that Andalites are superior but you know as time goes on he's realizing more and more that that's not the case um, so I appreciate that yeah. he'll be kind of like the exception to the rule and I appreciate Elfanger so much more now because he was not like that and Aloran's such a dick oh my god 
Yes, he like, is. Even Ciro, I was getting <laughs> yeah. really mad at because he was just like constantly in denial and constantly dismissive. And I'm just like, you no, please stop this. So what did you think of uh, Aldrea then? Oh my God. Slytherin as hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's basically fair. my descriptor yeah. of her. She's just the most Slytherin character I've ever met. That's fair enough, yeah. <laughs> Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. I thought she was really, like, complex and robust, mm-hmm. but definitely some questionable morals. I mean, yeah. I see the high ambition, like, yeah. of, your, of your Slytherin house there. She definitely had ambition even before the war. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, like, I we talk, I know a lot about, like, good Slytherin versus evil Slytherin, and, like... A lot of that is just her, like, I I want to do so much more and be so much more. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that because she's using it in a sort of constructive way at first. But mm-hmm. she definitely will step on whoever to get there. Yep. Yeah. Except she draws the line at, like, genocide. So, like, there's she that. She draws a very clear line <laughs> oh at genocide. <laughs> like, yeah. She, you are on my side. Well, I'm really against genocide. She'd so. be, like, all up with Voldemort right until the point where he's like, we're gonna kill all the muggles. She's like, like, hell we are! I'm on the muggle side now! Fuck it! Like, it would just be like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of complexities. And, like, there's literally a thing at the end of this book that's, like... Yeah, so according to Miss Applegate, The Horkfisher Chronicles is a book I've wanted to write for a long time. I wanted to show that most stories of conflict are more complicated than any one side would have you believe. Not that good and evil are impossible to find or define, just that reality is usually a little grayer around the edges. So, like, she accomplished that. Absolutely. She did what she set out to do. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, any closing thoughts on these books? I guess we should get to that. There's a lot more interspecies relationships in these books than I thought. Yeah. Yes. Like, like this is the second like Andalite hooking up with another alien species. Did you see Aldrea's ass? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, it, the morphing technology just kind of like negates it. That's why they came up with the morphing technology. Okay, That's why. That was our clear Fuck. motivation. It was the sex party Andalite tribe. <laughs> That's kitty corner to the beer tribe. <laughs> oh God. What? I like about, like, because we, we make a lot of jokes that are, like, kind of, like, crude and, like, you know, it's interspecies stuff, like, oh, yeah, that's hilarious kind of thing. But what I like about it is that so much of it is not, like, because it is a kid's book, we're not coming at it from, like, a super sexualized angle. It's more like mm-hmm. they understood each other so well and, like, personality-wise and, like, clicked. they clicked. And that's more of what drives it, other like, you know, rather than... Thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's more like they they just worked together, and so that's, it, you know, whatever. Yeah. And because he was the only other male on the planet. Right, and because he was literally <laughs> the last man on Earth. <laughs> Except not a man, and also not on Earth, but still. You know. You know. It's fine. As I the mean, saying goes. actually, like, some, most of the Andalites that landed probably were male, so, like, yeah, yeah like, I, I kind of wish that they, they, they should have made, like, a blade joke. You know, well, I have more blades than you do. <laughs> oh, that would have been good. And that would have gone over every child's head. Right, right. And then we would be reading it now. We'd be like, oh, how dare you? <laughs> oh, man. It was probably just they had better balance than the other males. Right, right. I wonder about Ciro the second. 
because oh. like it, it was such a point of contention between Eldara and Dak in this book, but they would have had a normal Orc Bajar. Yeah. You know, how do you Oh yeah, is um being a seer is that genetic? Well, it it seems like it is through the yeah. line because Toby is related to Dak. Yeah. But yeah. it looks like, you know, Jahami, you know, is a regular Horkbajar, and yeah. presumably his father, Ciro, was as well. Yeah. So. Because mm. we like, didn't hear anything about, like, Ciro being. No. Super intelligent. I mean, it could just be the Elemis, you know, <laughs> sticking his hand True. in the cookie jar again. <laughs> True. I mean, I don't know. It would probably be fine to have a, a simple child, like. I'm I'm not saying it's bad. I wonder how Aldera would deal with it, though, because like I'm going to teach you astrophysics. No, I'm going to teach you how to throw a stick. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Lesson for today. It's sad to think about like if she would have loved her child less, or if she would have, after having a child, like grown even more as a person. Like we didn't get to see that <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe she asked her child as soon as it could talk if it would commit genocide and loved it if it said no <laughs> half a star you could get yeah, half a star perfect <laughs> it'll grow on me I just need to know the genocide thing first <laughs> like, solid foundation yeah. oh. like, I like bark bark's good yeah alright yeah no I mean I could see her going either way of yeah. like being like the end of Hunger Games where she's like I had this child for you like you know mm-hmm. kind of a thing where I don't I don't feel anything for it because I'm so far removed but I had this kid for you versus like she sees it and like she falls in love with it and she's like this is my child and I love it no matter what yeah <laughs> this is my baby this is my baby this is my <laughs> idiot child he may Jesus. be dumb but he's my idiot <laughs> he's full on soccer mom like, <laughs> like driving in the park <laughs> practice <laughs> in her don't large van the baby <laughs> she gets that weird haircut and needs to talk to a manager. I would like to speak to your manager. No. <laughs> oh, I wonder if Andalites even have games like soccer. Like, would you get too full? They had. They mentioned in the book that they have that space ball. That's true. Whatever space it is, balls. space balls. The, the sports ball. Sports, sports ball. ball. Sports yeah, balls. sports ball. Wait, is that what it's called? I think it was sports no. ball. No, I want it to be blitz ball, but that's a little final. Blitz fantasy. ball. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, I haven't thought about that in years. And now you have. You probably haven't thought of Are You Afraid of the Dark in years either. <laughs> yeah. But that's totally the beginning setup of this book. Do you want to hear a story? We have <laughs> yeah, a fire. Wow. Throw the powder into the fire. The tale then, of the Horpajir. Yeah, and then you actually like go into the fire and it is the rest of the show. Like this that's... was uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark Andalites edition. It's sad that she liked watching TV at the end of this book, too. So she's probably, like, watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? And she's like, got my open. Yep. Done. <laughs> Write that down. We're done here. Send that to the publisher. Cash that check next week. <laughs> like, oh, Chronicles. Super fun. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Like, just, Lots of good stuff. Yeah. A lot of a lot of really good conversation. Will, if you want to email us about Stegosaurus Squirrel, it's at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com. That's the one that's backwards. Then we have a Facebook group, Animorphs Anonymous. We have a Twitter at Animorphs Anon. We have an Instagram at Animorphs Anonymous. Then we have a super secret hidden Facebook group. That's the Andalite Bandalites, and that's facebook.com slash group slash Animorphs Anonymous. This is where I hand it off to Casey. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you want all of your podcast searching options for Animorphs Anonymous, you can find us at Google Play, iTunes. I almost said Apple Play. That is not a thing. <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Podcast Republic, or just Google us. We're also on Spotify, which is exciting. I know. You and should new. probably not search Apple Play. I feel like bad things will Ooh, come up. Not with your safe search off, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, what? And on that note, Casey, tell us about your comic book. <laughs> I have a comic. It's called B-Side U. That's B-S-I-D-E-Y-O-U. Uh, and, uh, uh, oh, I just got Patreon. I'm on Patreon. So you should look me up at patreon.com slash Studios, and you can get some links to my comic, and you can read my comic. And it's awesome. Sweet. I think. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's all. That's all I got. Perfect. That's everything. So. Yeah. I, I think we have good content. We have much content. <laughs> if not good, it is a lot. <laughs> so we can make like a tree and get the fuck out. <laughs> a stolen saying, but it's relevant because there's a lot of trees in this book. There are a lot of trees. Buy trees, four trees, all yeah. about the trees. Mm-hmm. Except saving them. We cut so many yeah. trees down. It's the most wasteful book. (laughs) (laughs) The Horkush are sad. (laughs) Yes, they did not like this. They're like, you print on our food. I was like, eat my book. (laughs) I'll be fine. (laughs) They should totally have an Orkbashar eating a book. Is that like eating like a super processed This is like prepared bark. (laughs) Yeah, it would be like, this is like preserved for you. You're right. It would be like eating Cheetos or something. Oh, God. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, oh, see you man. next okay. time. All right, we're leaving. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Joy. Thanks, Joy. <laughs>